A friend asked me a fascinating question, and it really got me thinking all week. Here's the background. Let's call my friend Sarah. Now, Sarah has a friend. Let's call him Jacob. And about five years ago, Jacob had cancer, and he went for treatment, and thank God he recovered and is, and, and is healthy. As, as a thank you and as to express his feelings of gratitude for the hospital staff that cared for him while he was undergoing treatment, what he does is once a year he goes back and he gives treats and gifts to the hospital staff to say thank you. Now he asked Sarah, he said, would you bake something and come with me and give it out to the hospital staff? So Sarah said, sure, no problem. And she baked some cupcakes and they, she went together with Jacob and they gave it out to the hospital staff. And then they went home and Jacob turned to her and said, wow, that was amazing. Like, you know, you did something really special there. And she said, I felt like, yeah, okay. I didn't feel, and, she, and, and Jacob turned to her and said, don't you feel like you've done something really special? And she said to me, she says, I, I, I actually didn't feel that. I didn't feel like I had done this amazing, special thing. And she contrasted it and she said, you know, sometimes when I pray for other people, right, if, if God forbid there's someone who's sick and I'm saying some to heal him, some psalms for him, that then I feel like I'm doing something, right? I feel inside of me that, that that's a special thing that I'm doing. Here I didn't feel I didn't feel like it was an amazing thing, even though he kept telling me, wow, it was an amazing thing. And other people said, oh, wow, that's so nice that you did that. I personally didn't feel like it was anything special. So we had a very interesting conversation. We, we spoke a little bit about um, the power of prayer and she, you know, how, God forbid, if we hear that someone is sick, we, we feel very helpless, right? We want to fix it. We want to make things better. But oftentimes there isn't really much we can do. But prayer is something that we can actually do that, that, makes, that makes a difference. And she shared her story with me of how when she had a family member that was sick and needed, needed surgery and the doctors said to her, you know, I'm really sorry, there's no, there's no beds available. If, if, the, if the bed doesn't become available in the next half hour, we're going to have to send you home. And you'll have to come back and, and we'll see tomorrow if we could try again. And, and this, was, this was after a harrowing day of, you know, waiting and waiting and, and being nervous. And, and, and her, her parents were not doing well with this situation. And she took out, she took out um, um, to him and she really cried her, her heart out to God and asked him to, to help them out. And she said, at that point, the doctors came in and said a bed just became available and they were able to do the surgery. And it was, it was such a powerful story for her, how she saw that, you know, her prayers had an actual result in this world. So there's definitely, you know, an aspect of that when, when a person experiences something on that level, then, then they know that their prayers are, are actually making a difference and that we know that there's no such thing as, an, as, as a prayer that goes to waste. But she was still left with the question of why don't I why don't I feel like I'm doing something special when I bake these cakes and go and give them to 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 the people in the hospital? And she said something very interesting to me, and she said, "Maybe it's because I don't value what I'm what I'm doing when I give the the cakes to the hospital. Maybe I just don't think it's that special a thing, you know, giving some cakes to someone." 
Like, what's the big deal? And and it got me thinking and wondering, like, what what is when we do something? Should we value what we do? Like, are, are we supposed to 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 think to ourselves, "Wow, that was a good thing," or should we just say, "No, nah, it was just something that that I did," and kind of brush it off? And the truth is, I think this question comes up for us a lot, all the time, right? A lot of times, you know, we do something and we we kind of, you know, feel like, ah, it was, it was fine. You know, you do, you do a favor for someone else and they say thank you. And oftentimes our natural response is, now is nothing, don't worry. And... And we feel like, you know, eh, no big deal. Anyone would do that. Is that is that a correct, is that the way we should be feeling in our life? So let me share with you a story from Jewish history that I think will shed some light on this question. King, before King David became the king of Israel, he was just David, a simple shepherd. And he lived in a time of, in Jewish history where the Philistines were very, very antagonistic towards the Jews and they oppressed the Jews and it was not a pleasant time for the Jewish people. Now, the Philistines had a giant called Goliath and what he would do is every single day he would come to the Jewish people, the Jewish, where the Jewish people lived and he would, and he would taunt them and, and say, ha, you know, I'm so strong. Do you have a warrior amongst you that will come and fight me? Because if you have someone, you know, send someone out. If you have a man, send him out to fight me. And if, if he wins, then, then we the Philistines will become your slaves. But if I win, then you the Jews will become my slaves. Now, Goliath was a giant giant and he was a, a skilled military warrior. No one, no one was was going to take him on. Everyone was scared of him. But at the same time, this was a tremendous embarrassment for the Jewish people. Uh, and one day, David came to his brothers to bring them some, some, some food. And he his He's, he's there when Goliath comes out, taunting the Jews and saying, ah, you, have no, you have no men amongst you that can come out and fight me if you do send him out. And he, he hears that and he thinks, that's terrible. That's terrible. I'm going to go and fight him. So he goes to the king at the time, who's King Saul, and he says, I'm prepared to go and fight Goliath. And King Saul kind of laughs at him, says... You know, you're just a small, young guy. Like, what, what on earth do you think you're, you're, you're signing yourself up for? You're young. You're, you're small. King David was not a built, you know, he didn't have a military physique like to, to go fight against Goliath. You have no military training. Like, what, what are you thinking? And David tells Saul an interesting story. He says, as you know, I'm a shepherd. And one day there was um, um, a, a bear that came, that came, that came and attacked um, um, the sheep. And I single-handedly ha- single was able to, to fight the bear, the bear off. And I was able to, 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 to kill a lion with my bare hands as well. And with God's help, you know, I will be able to defeat 
you know, God will help me and I will be able to defeat Goliath. And Saul says, okay, if you want to try, try. At that point, they had nothing to lose. No one else was, was going, was going, was offering to go and fight Goliath. So um, David goes and he, and he is able to, with God's help, defeat Goliath. But the question that is asked the, the question that is asked is what what is what is Dave what is David saying to Saul about these stories about lions and bears? I mean, they're a bit fan like he's going against Goliath, who is a skilled warrior, right? A giant. Just because he was able to defeat a lion or a bear doesn't mean that he's going to be able to defeat someone who is 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 a skilled warrior and a giant that that terrorizes the entire nation like i mean it's it's a nice story but one could say that it's almost not even relevant and and also you know what what is he saying at the end of this the thing what's the real thing that he's saying is he saying that you know i i'm going to go because i trust that god's going to help me right like I, 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 he, when he heard Goliath making fun of the Jewish people in, in the way that he did, he felt like it was a slight on God's honor. He says, if I'm going to go and fight for God's sake, for sure God's going to help me. So why wasn't that the whole message of his story? Why, why does he have to bring in the story of the lion and, and, and the bear? And he, King, King David is teaching us a, a powerful, powerful lesson. King, King David used... The experience is in his past, where where he was able to conquer something that was more powerful for himself, because we have to appreciate what our experiences are, and he's using those experiences to give him the confidence to say that, you know what? In the past, I was able to conquer something that was more powerful than 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 myself. In the past, God gave me the strength. So in the in the future, please, God, God will also give me the, the strength. And the and how what we the, the lesson that, that David is teaching us is that we have to value our 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 skills and our actions because when we value them, that spurs us to do more, right? If we keep thinking, ah, it's nothing, it often doesn't inspire us to do more right but when we look at the the what we've done the actions that we've done and we value the actions that we do then that we we should use that as as an impetus and as as motivation to do more right if you look back and you say you know yesterday i was calm and patient in in the face of of someone who antagonized me then that can inspire us to try and be even more calm and patient today, right? Whereas as if we if we look at, at yesterday and when we were calm and patient, when someone antagonized and said, ah, it was nothing, it doesn't necessarily give us the, the confidence to try to try more, to try harder the next day. And in, incidentally, for anyone who is in education or has children, um, this this is our job as as parents as and educators is is to help our students and our children discover what their strengths are 
right? Because when, when, we, when we know what our strengths are, it inspires us to, do, to, do, to use those strengths and, and to do better. So to answer the question, I'm not sure exactly why, why sometimes we feel that, wow, that was an amazing thing. And sometimes we don't feel like that's, that was an amazing thing. But when we do something good, we are supposed to value that we've done something good, right? We are supposed to look at that thing that we've done good and say, you know, yes, I did something good. And use that as a motivation to, to continue to do good and to do other good things. A question that often comes up at this point is, but how do we, how do we, how do we, you know, not fall into the trap of becoming arrogant? I'm going to share just one small story that, that I think sheds light on it. It's, it's a, obviously a big, a big question and you can spend a lot of time discussing it. But there's, there's a story in the Talmud, and a very interesting um, story that's been to that's told. It's, and the Talmud said that when Rebbe, Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, who wrote the Talmud, the, the, who codified the Mishnah, died, humility died with him. Comes along a rabbi, calls Rabbi Yossi and says, what do you mean? There's still me. Now that sounds ridiculous, right? Like, you know, someone here's basically Rabbi Yossi saying, like, no, humility hasn't died. I'm, I'm here and I'm humble. What, what, what is, what does it actually mean? What, what is he saying? So I heard a, a, a understanding on it, which I think is, is very, which sheds, which sheds some light on it. Rabbi Yossi was an accomplished Torah scholar. He was a rabbi. He, he had many, many students. He'd made it for all intents and purposes. He'd made it in a big way. Later on in life, he became blind. And when he became blind, he lost all his Torah knowledge. He lost all his, his um, students. He lost everything. So what Rabbi Yossi is saying here is he say, he's, he's not saying there's still humility because I'm humble, but he's saying there's still humility. Why? Because if somebody wants to learn about humility, let them learn my story. You can have it all. And that doesn't mean much because God can take it away at any moment. And it's a very sobering thought. And even, even without going into the sobering thought, but the message that Rabbi Yossi is, is, is telling us there is that, yes, value what you do. Value it. But remember that everything comes from God, right? And that is what keeps us humble, right? The, the understanding and the knowledge that if we have the capabilities and we have the energy and we have the time and we have the talents, all those are a gift from God and we should value them. We absolutely have to value them because if God gave them to us, God wants to, us to use them. And our first step to using them is valuing them. But remember that everything comes from God and with that, a person re retains their perspective and retains the knowledge that I value everything I have and I do, and I have a responsibility with um, to 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 use everything that I have to do more good and and to to fulfill God's God's 
pretend to God, to fulfill God's wishes in this world. If you have any f- questions you'd like me to cover in um, future episodes, please get in touch, send me a message, and if you'd like to send some feedback, I always appreciate hearing from you. Wishing you a good Shabbos.